Hello, and welcome to the podcast, He to Deliver Me from Bondage. I am Colleen Harrison. And I'm Lisa Bruneal. Colleen is the author of He to Deliver Me from Bondage, a personal study guide that combines in beautiful harmony the true principles of the 12 steps of addiction recovery with the truths found in the Book of Mormon and the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. He to Deliver Me from Bondage was first published in 1991. Today, 32 years later, we are delighted to co-host this podcast where we will discuss life-changing truths and share the experience, strength, and hope we have both been gifted by Jesus Christ. It is our testimony that through the power of Christ's atonement, each and all of us can find deliverance. Welcome to the very first episode of the He to Deliver Me from Bondage podcast. We are so grateful and excited to be here with you today. Lisa and I are both members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, recovering addicts, and also spouses of addicts in recovery. We have experienced the sorrow and the suffering of addiction firsthand, but through the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ, we have found joy, recovery, and healing. We are here to share our experience, strength, and hope with each of you. In this podcast, we will study and discuss the truths that are found in the 12 steps or principles of addiction recovery, combined with the truths found in the gospel of Jesus Christ, using the book, He Did Deliver Me From Bondage, which was authored by Colleen. We will include monthly interviews with others whose lives have been affected by addiction and see how they too have received power and strength through Christ to overcome challenges. This podcast is for anyone suffering from the effects of addiction, your own or that of another person, as well as anyone who deals with the challenges of mortality. What we mean is this podcast, these principles, this discussion, the atonement of Jesus Christ, it's for everyone. We invite you to get a personal copy of He to Deliver Me from Bondage, a notebook or journal, and come study with us. Record your own impressions and the personal revelation that you receive as we study together. We are not professionals, and we certainly are not perfect, but we know as we come together and invite the Spirit of the Lord into our study and our discussions that He can teach us truth and give us individual strength far beyond our own. We love the Lord for this, and we are so grateful to be part of His work in carrying this message to others. We decided we would start this podcast with the story of how God brought the two of us together. I don't remember when I first came upon the book, He Did Deliver Me From Bondage, but I've been actively studying addiction recovery literature for a little over 15 years. And sometime early in that journey, I was guided to the book and I loved it right away. And it became one of many valuable resources that taught me so many powerful things. Even more specifically, six and a half years ago, I was really, really struggling. And it was a really difficult and awful time in my life, probably the most depressed and darkest that I had ever felt. And I knew that I needed more recovery work. And so I felt guided to pull out my He to Deliver Me from Bondage book. And I began to use that to do another deep dive into the 12 steps and the Book of Mormon using that book. 
in that deep dive, I think, is really where I begin to get familiar with the voice of Colleen and her journey and her story and the power and the things that she shares in that book. Most of all, the power of her witness of the Savior and what he could do for me and for anyone who would take time to come to him in the way that's talked about in the book. I was one of the recipients of that miracle. You talk about how it came to you and how you were able through miracles to write it and to give it to other people. And I am one of those recipients. One of how many copies have been sold? Well, it's been well over 100,000, probably getting closer to 200,000 at this point in time. Yeah, I am one of the recipients of those distributed copies. I worked my way through the book at that time and experienced a transformation. Shortly afterward, I discovered my husband's addiction, and I had this incredible foundation and understanding from the study of that book that truly blessed me. I spent a few years working addiction recovery work as the spouse of an addict, which looks a little bit different. And I used several resources to do that. And then most recently, in 2021, I felt guided to return to personal recovery work for my own addictions. I was wanting a sponsor. And I live in an amazing community of recovery people. There is just a spirit of recovery where I live that is powerful. And I was praying. I was looking around at the meetings I attend. I was listening, but the Lord wasn't directing me to anyone in my immediate recovery area to ask to be my sponsor. And I remember one day I just had a thought that was, what if I could get Colleen Harrison? She is a hero to me. And immediately, I thought, oh man, she would not have time for you. You know, immediately those thoughts come. She, to me, she's a celebrity. To me, she's a guru of addiction recovery in my heart and mind, and I think in many hearts and minds. And so I just kind of shoved this thought away and I continued to look, but the thought would keep coming back and it persisted. And so one day I was actually in a meeting and someone mentioned that they had the email address of Colleen Harrison. And it just came as an inspiration, another guidance. I needed to contact Colleen. I could ask her to be my sponsor. So I mustered up the courage and it sounds a little bit silly to Colleen because she doesn't think it should take courage to ask her anything. But to me, it did. It really was an act of courage at that point to reach out to somebody who had sold 200,000 copies of a book, would she even respond to my email? I didn't know, but I put my faith in these impressions I was receiving and I emailed her and just asked if she would be willing to sponsor me. And then she sent back her phone number and we had that first sweet phone call. I was just six months out from having lost my sweetheart, my dear husband, Jill Harrison to the ravages of ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease when this phone call came from Lisa. And that's how we originally got together, how I came to know her for the first time. So I remember expecting to meet somebody, expecting to talk to someone who just 
commanded the room with their powerful voice. And instead, what I heard on the other end of the line was the voice of a humble, amazing person, so full of love, so willing, not commanding, not bossy, not this authority figure, but instead this compassionate person that was just willing to share space in her heart and her life with me. At this point in my life, Lisa, I will never forget how uh, staggered, how stunned I was by watching my sweetheart die back in January of that year of 2021, sitting there holding his hand and watching him take his last breath. Even now, as I talk about it two years later, I obviously it's something that brings tears to me. But this was only six months since he had passed. And I was still struggling with all my heart to make all these principles or these steps work in my life, to turn my will and my life over to God, to trust him in all things, etc. And then I found out I also was struggling with Parkinson's disease. And my feelings were, oh my goodness, Heavenly Father, what are you asking of me? I don't feel like I have any future left. The more I studied about Parkinson's, the more despondent I felt with all the different effects that it can eventually have. And then came this beautiful, sweet phone call. And through Lisa's phone call to me, I felt the Lord inviting me to realize that I did have time left in this world and I did have a future. And that he wanted me to remember that there were people who cared about what I had shared and that would like to hear more. And there became just a synergized feeling between us, such a combination of love between us, which has led to what we're trying to accomplish here today. We just began talking every week, and I was able to learn at the feet of Colleen, and she had been through so many of the same things that I was experiencing that I knew over and over again, I think it was testified to both of us through the Holy Ghost that God had brought us together. And our conversations became just such powerful and sweet experiences for both of us really tender mercies from Heavenly Father for what we were were both experiencing at the time. And we didn't meet in person for quite a long time. We began these meetings, like we said earlier, in June of 2021. And it wasn't until March of the following year. Um, March, right, Colleen? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Colleen came up to where I live in Idaho, and she was asked to speak at an addiction recovery hope and healing conference. And that's actually where we met for the first time in person after we had had months of these weekly calls. And I just want to say that the anticipation of meeting in person, I can't express what my heart was feeling that I got to meet her after we had had these, these phone calls. So I anticipated it so much, getting to meet her in person and just getting to hug her and feel her in my arms. 
whoa. <laughs> okay, so when I got there up to Boise or to the community just outside Boise where Lisa lives, I began to meet so many amazing people in that area who were working on recovery centered in Jesus Christ. And it was like coming home. I was just overwhelmed with the spirit that these people possessed, that it was so centered in our Savior. And that for me, I, I just, I couldn't get over it. One of the tenderest moments for me began on that very first evening when my son and I arrived there and were uh, introduced to the people that we would be having dinner with. We had dinner with several couples, which included Lisa and her husband, Zach. Unfortunately, the next morning when I woke up, and it was the day of the actual conference, I found that I was feeling really poorly due to the effects of Parkinson's, which is a very usual thing for people to have experience with. The idea that some days are on days and some days are off days. I had prayed and prayed that this would be a good day, but it was obvious to me that morning that it was going to be a challenging one. We went ahead and got ready and went over to the conference, and it was so amazing. It opened the sliding doors at the back of the chapel, and it was just an amazing thing to see so many people interested in, in addiction recovery in the church now. It was a beautiful experience for me. And as I sat there, though, at the front of the chapel as we were waiting, I was still praying that the Lord would help me to get through this. Then the brother stood up who was going to be introducing the conference and making some opening remarks before he actually introduced me. I knew that I had at least a few minutes that I could slip out and maybe compose myself a little better before I had to actually stand up and speak. And so that's what I did. I stood up and very calmly, as calmly as I could anyway, slipped out off the podium and out the side door into the hallway. Just as I came into the hallway, I looked up and there was Lisa coming toward me. And as she got to where I was standing, she put her arms out toward me and I just felt the spirit give me the permission to just fall into her arms almost. And that's what happened. And she held me in her arms and it just felt like to me, it was one of my own children, like a daughter who was embracing me and that the Lord was speaking to me through her as she said, reassuring words to me. And I knew then that I could go ahead and stand up and that my physical problems would not interfere with my being able to share what I had come to share with the conference. Well, I was sitting in the chapel and Colleen was up on the stand and she was there with hundreds of people in the chapel. But to me, she was my personal friend. You know, she was mine. And I know that she was everyone's there, but my heart and her heart were deeply connected. And I was toward the back of the chapel um, where it spilled into the overflow. And I saw her get up and walk out. And immediately I thought, maybe she needs me. And I pushed that thought away because she didn't want me just bothering her, you know, but she stepped out and I, I don't know, I thought it again maybe she needs me. And maybe this is a pattern in my life where I need to listen on the first impression. So when I had the impression again that she needed me, I thought, well, whether she needs me or she doesn't, I'm just going to go out there. And obviously that happened pretty quickly in my mind. 
So I walked out into the hallway where I had seen her go and came around the corner just as she came out of a door. And there we had that special moment. And I think that we both felt God's love pour over us in that moment because she explained that she needed it, but I needed it in that moment as well. I needed to feel the reassuring love of the Savior, and I I needed that connection with her. And we both just were kind of picked up by the Savior in that moment, and our hearts were picked up, and we have that precious memory to hold forever. Yes, that's exactly how it feels to me, too. And that's really the thought that's coming to my mind spontaneously at this moment, Lisa, that the spirit that we've gotten together that's brought us together here in this podcast, it's the same love for the Savior and from him to us personally and to all those who might feel in their hearts to join us as we continue with these little episodes in this podcast. That this is how the Savior brings people together so that we can be of one heart and one mind and that we can have this feeling of such precious fellowship with each other. I like to think of it almost as a feeling of Zion. I love the chapter in 4th Nephi where it talks about there was no contention in the hearts of the people because of the love of God that did dwell in their hearts. That's the love that seals hearts, seals people, spirits and hearts together. And it's really that feeling of his love that is the most important thing we hope to share, a love that binds us together, even if we have never met each other before, even if we're listening over great distances to each other's sharing. So I know that's really what our hope is here and now in doing this podcast, that we're going to be going through the He to Deliver Me pages very carefully and slowly, a little bit at a time, discussing them and sharing our thoughts. And I want everybody else that listens to our podcast to feel that love of Jesus Christ, whether you're an addict, a family member of an addict, or as we said before, just a mortal struggling through the challenges that we face in life. I want all of you to be able to hear the witness firsthand of Colleen and the things that you learned, Colleen, as you authored this book. And so that is our goal here. Our goal is to share Colleen's witness of the Savior and my witness of the Savior. And in doing so, everyone who listens will have their own witness of the Savior strengthened and be able to contribute also. We look forward to many episodes together with discussions and laughing and crying and giggling and all kinds of things that will bring us together and bring us power. I want to let you all know that our next two episodes will feature each of our personal stories, and you will get to hear about our own journeys of recovery and coming to the Savior and feeling His power change us. So thank you, Colleen. Thank you, Lisa, so much. And thank you to all of our listeners. I'd like us to end every week, even, with an old slogan or saying that I heard from the very first time I walked in a 12-step meeting back in 1981, except it might have a little bit different ending than you're used to hearing. 
Keep coming back. Coming back works. We'd like to thank you for joining us here at the Heated Deliver Me From Bondage podcast. We hope you have been blessed by the time we have shared today. We rejoice with you in using the 12 steps of addiction recovery, and we testify that through the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ, we can be delivered. He is the answer, the solution, and the conclusion to every challenge or trial we may face.